Cameron, I'm pretty sure I have a sick condition currently. Are you? You're a sicko. I well, I mean, some could argue, but there has this there is this phenomenon currently occurring in the world, or okay. at least in our sector of the world. Oh gosh, our sector of the polar thing. <laughs> let, let me just tell you, I didn't pay attention in geography. Okay, Got I don't it. understand seasons. I don't know what that is. I live in California. Me neither. Okay? Where's Algeria? Who knows? Nobody knows. <laughs> So it's gotten colder in California, right? Sort of. Sort of. And I like the cold weather. Okay. So I I have this new addiction of every night seeing what it's like adding another blanket to me sleeping. Okay. That's not a sickness. Uh, That's it's not a normal sickness, behavior. Except it's causing a, a detrimental illness in my life is what <laughs> I'm trying to get to. Because the more blankets you stack on top of yourself at night the more difficult it is to get out in the morning. So, mm, you know, mm, two mm. nights ago, I was getting up at 8 o'clock. Today, you know, I had five blankets on, on top of my comforter and sheets. That's like okay? an extra two hours. I, I got up at 10 today. Oh, yeah, so I know. It, it's I a, know the sickness. It's a serious problem, and I need to fix it. No, I, no, you don't need to fix it. It's all good. But in the spirit but it's the, of But we're in the holidays. Weather. We are in the holidays. Yeah. I should be sleeping in, except I have finals, <laughs> and you have finals. I don't have Cameron, anything. you're losing hair right now. I am? No, I'm just kidding. Your hair no, looks great today. My, no, no, no. It actually doesn't. My hair, it's because it was raining outside, and my hair is way too long, and I have no gel. This is the, this is the problem. Those are, really a lot, the those, those are a lot of problems. Yeah. But I didn't really care, so. In it's spite just... of the weather, we are... Doing an epic episode of Everything Comes From Something. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 22. My name is Isaac Ransom. I'm Cameron Tuttle, and I found this really terrible article on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you want to go through it? Is this the topic for the show? No, no, no. It's the Archer's one. <laughs> well, let me intro the show first. My goodness. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But this is beforehand. It's, it's, it's... This... Hold the thought. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Everything Comes From Something is all about unoriginality because everything comes from something. People take from something in the first place. And this podcast is, well, it's a podcast. So, <laughs> and, you know, because the season is festive and it is the holidays, today's episode is about holiday movies. Yeah. Uh, we're going off a Rotten Tomatoes list. It might be brief. We're not quite sure. And our post show is going to be extensively long because I have a bunch of stupid things I want to talk about for no reason. But and that's, to be honest, who wants to talk about Christmas movies for longer than like 20 minutes? That's a good point. That's a good point. So this, this episode is quite festive. It's the day before Thanksgiving, but you'll be hearing this on the Monday after well, on Cyber Monday, so I mean, you might not be able to afford a bunch of discounted gifts, but this episode's free for you. Yeah. If you want to support the show, you can check us out on Patreon slash everything, or ECFS podcast, sorry, Patreon slash ECFS podcast, and we have all the normal socials. Any ratings on iTunes helps. We really appreciate it. Cameron, let's get on to the show. What what the heck are you talking about? Well, there's this list. This is, totally has nothing to do with well, Christmas. We, well, we were doing research beforehand about yeah. the movies we wanted to talk about. Yeah, and through. right next to the, the list was this thumbnail that really grabbed my eye called, Who are the most accurate archers in cinematic history? Now, I, I first thought that this was a, uh, uh, like an article critiquing the form of the archers in movies you know like like critiquing how accurate they they are depicting actual archers oh but yes. no that's not what it is it's who who hits the most 
out of all the movies. So it's calculated a ratio. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like when a percentage you, of accuracy. Exactly. For all of these exactly. Archers. Well, and I mean, you've piqued my interest. A number one is Rambo. Number two is 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 uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. What <laughs> number two is Legolas? It doesn't matter. It's a stupid article. I just thought it was funny. You know, as for you audio listeners, uh, the only listeners because we don't have video. I don't know why I said that. Um, I just witnessed Cameron become overly excited about an article that meant nothing. <laughs> And then utter shame and embarrassment overcame him oh, after reading the first oh, name. Oh, I'm unashamed. I'm unashamed and not embarrassed. Well, you, well, this is a pointless article. Your, height, I just wanted your to... heightened brows slowly lowered as yeah, you read oh, the yeah, first that's, name. That's true. That's true. No, I just, I just kind of want to point out that um, this is the state of of film criticism in 2018. So let's move on. <laughs> to add to that trash fire of critique. We are going to be talking about Christmas movies today, ladies so, and gentlemen. Well, hold on, before before we get into the list, let's get an idea. What are you, do you like Christmas movies? Are you a fan? I do. I, I do like Christmas movies. Right. You know why? I think it's it's something that my family always um, used as an excuse to enjoy each other's company yeah. when I was younger, especially my immediate family. Like we. Yeah, on the on the holiday nights where we'd be out of school and my parents were like, oh my gosh, they won't shut up. They would say, okay, let's watch a holiday movie. And for once we were quiet. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I think um, Christmas movies are, are pretty good in some regards and in other regards, just unbearably cheesy. I think that yeah, was like my sure. biggest problem. There was a certain age I remember thinking like, I kind of hate these movies. They're not that great <laughs> but but they some of them some of these holiday films have a how do i say this it's a mythos or not a mythos but like thematic of like mythology in a sense i i don't you, that, you that's a say mythos mythos is fine like, yeah i i understand what you they, they have a similar language the Christmas movies all have sort of a very similar themes and and elements to them, but which is why you know some of the more interesting Christmas movies are ones that break that mold, um, like, like Krampus. Yeah, that's literally what I was gonna say. <laughs> no, I've never seen Krampus, but <laughs> me neither. But I've studied it, and I'm too scared to watch it, even though it's PG thirteen. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm really bad with horror movies, but I plan to watch Krampus very soon, if not this year. Well, so I mean, I really love Christmas movies, but I think there's like it's conditional, right? Christmas movies that you grow up with, those are the movies that you have to watch. But Christmas movies that you've never seen, I will like. Uh, Honestly, I could not give myself to watch it. Like seriously, uh, I yeah. like like sit me down and you're like, okay, we're gonna watch this this great Christmas movie from 1989 that you've never seen, and I'm like, no, this sounds this sounds awful. This is a little bit of a tangent, you know. As I'm thinking about it, we were both raised in Christian households, and and uh, you know, according to Christianity, Christmas is all about the birth of Christ. As far as Christmas movies go, those are the worst. I just want to say that. Yeah, no, that's true. I just hate pretty much every single one of those. As far as movies go, and I'm going to, this is a hot take. As far as movies go, Christian movies are terrible. <laughs> I really, I, I know that this probably isn't, is this considered Christian? But I, I did like Ben-Hur when I watched it. The original? Yeah. Oh. The original is good. Okay. The original is pretty good. And you know why it's good? 
because it's not chariot scene. No, it's not through and through a Christian movie. It's not like beating you over the head. Like I love you know Silence. What? Silence we'll, was the best. Is we'll, the best Christian movie. We'll probably have. I have no idea what you're talking about. I know. We will probably have to do a, a breakdown video, just like every Oof. other stupid film YouTube channel does, <laughs> about God's not dead and how it's bad. Oh, it's terrible. It's such a bad <laughs> movie. It could have uh. been. Is it to me? I'm like this could be an awesome movie, but it was not good. No, it was terrible. I I couldn't see a way that it would be good, but. Well, I mean, I think just conceptually a debate between a like a power figure and a student is fun sure like whiplash is an awesome movie yeah but it's not it's not both of them grandstanding for 90 percent of the movie it's like both of them doing things and then i mean that's why i want to hear about the teachers i don't want to hear nothing about the teacher that movie's terrible do you want to know about the teacher's brother's wife that has cancer no I don't know why they, I don't know why they put that in the movie, but it's true. And then he doesn't he get hit by a car at yeah. the end. I don't know. We are really going off the rails here. <laughs> but no, I I will say. I mean, you know, Lord forgive me. I do not think there are any good like Jesus is born movies. I'm gonna say, Lord forgive those filmmakers for making terrible movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious about that. It's it's we we should do we should do an episode about that because I have a lot a oh, lot to say about it. I have ooh, a lot. To that say would about be it. fun. My mom would hate that episode. Oh, My I'm mom sure. is a total sucker for Christian movies. She's yeah, like, she's like all of them are good, and I'm like, you're wrong. It's the, it's the target demo, you know. It's <laughs> That's the target true. Demo. That's true. So let's get into this Christmas movie, uh, Bonanza Fiasco, number fifty according to Rotten Tomatoes with a score of fifty-seven splat. I'd like to not do all of these. We don't have to. <laughs> I'm just we... going off the ones I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frosty the Snowman in 1969. Cameron, have you seen this cartoon? Probably when I was a kid, but I don't remember it. I remember it being quite short, similar to the Peanuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I also remember it being absolutely depressing. And this, Doesn't he die at the end? He melts. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, but we bring him back next year. And I, and I remember thinking as a kid, I'm like, is it the same person though? Is it like reincarnated? Is the spirit of Frosty um, actually something that exists or is it reborn every time with a new brain and doesn't actually remember any of the kids? So that's what I always thought about the, um, uh, you know, in Star Trek the beam you know where the beam you onto a different planet yeah yeah they, they explain it in in that they they destroy all your particles and then rebuild them with different particles at the other end that's right and i'm like that's not the same person that it's is for li- sure not it's the same literally person. a different person yeah but they have the identical memories and thoughts of yeah the other exactly person. but you just killed them. that's scary that is spooky, that's scary that that's like it's spooky. like um the prestige yeah who knows? Uh, Who knows who's going to come out of the... Uh, so Frosty the Snowman is basically a, a a predecessor of the Prestige. I think that's clear. <laughs> and um, and so we're going to move on from that. Yeah, 20 minutes of pain for me as a child. I didn't quite understand it. Okay. Um, the next most uh, important movie. On, I, actually, this is one of the most important movies yes, yes. on this list. Home Alone. Sitting at a 62% on Rotten Which Tomatoes. is terrible because Home Alone is... A great movie. I don't understand how it can be a 62%. Yeah. Like, I actually am lost for words. Uh, yeah, I mean, Home Alone is seriously up there as, like, one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. Like, seriously, like no bones about if you, it. If you had to tell me, pick three movies that you would watch during Christmas time, Home Alone would be there. Oh, oh, oh 100%. I don't know. 100%. I, I don't understand how... 
It's not higher, actually. What do you think about Home Alone 2? I like it. I like Home Alone 2. Have you ever seen Home Alone 3? No. <laughs> but terrible. Donald Trump is in Home Alone 2. Yes, he is. But you know who's in Home Alone 3? What? Uh, Scarlett Johansson as an 11-year-old. Good Lord. So, Well, Macaulay Culkin's hilarious. He has a podcast now, and he's come back from the dead somehow. Yeah. Apparently, he was. I think he was on like Joe Rogan or something. Yeah, he was great on the, on the show. Yeah, and I, I listened to him, and he was like, yeah, I'm just kind of a normal, weird, quirky guy. I liked him. <laughs> I, I don't do meth or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so it's cool. Yeah. I, and the and the movie is great, and I love the two crooks. Oh yeah. And I forever will quote Joe Pesci, man. Joe Pesci. Yeah, I will forever quote the scene with the pizza. Yeah, filthy animal. Yeah, it's an awesome scene. Yeah. I that that made me die of laughter as a child. See, okay, so I actually. I agree with you that I like Home Alone 2, but it's actually a really bad movie. And the reason why is because it's just Home Alone 1 again in New York and in a hotel. And because he does the same thing with the with the DVDs. And then it's like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, well, I get it. It's like the same movie. But you got to understand as a kid, you're watching this and it's like, how exciting would that be? You know what I mean? To be lost in New York. Yeah, to be lost in New York and actually like be living in a rich place and having a fun time. <laughs> it's yeah. just the same thing as watching these other dumb movies that are on Disney Channel. Like when I was a kid, I watched this movie called Richie Rich, and it was so stupid. But I remember as a kid, I was excited about it because Richie Rich was rich and he lived in a rich mansion. Sure. And he got his face carved on... Uh, <laughs> the the mountain with all the other faces i forget what mount that is. rushmore mount, yeah his face was carved on a mount rushmore and he had a roller coaster in his backyard and the movie's awful hmm. but i'm watching it and i'm like this is great yeah, yeah there's another movie called big fat liar that reminds me of oh movie. i love big fat liar that scene with the prop warehouse that yeah, scene is amazing yeah. that's the only good scene in the in the movie big, pretty much big fat liar is about a kid who lies his way into movie producing no he he uh, he writes a screenplay. Yeah, he writes a script, and then someone steals it. Yeah, the 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 big the blue guy, the guy who turns blue. Yeah, What's his name? Yeah. He's in. Uh, uh, All I'm thinking of is Arrested Development now. Why? Oh yeah, the blue man group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Thanks a lot for that. Yeah, th- no, Big Fat Liar is good. Um, it's not good, but no, no but, it's, but, it's, but there. See what I mean? There, there are these movies that, like, w- when we were kids, they were popular and we liked them. And looking back on them, we have this sort of nostalgia to them. But like, they're not actually good movies. And if you if you didn't have that memory of of watching them when you were a kid, like, you totally wouldn't. You totally wouldn't. It's not like Pixar movies. Like Pixar movies are good, regardless. Most, well, not all of them. Yeah. But good, dude. Did you see uh, they're making a Toy Story four? Yeah. What the heck? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, but, but but you know what I mean. Like like things like Up. Like if you saw that as an adult, yeah, you'd be like, oh yeah, this is an excellent movie. Yeah. But but Big Fat Liar, you would not think that. It's oh, an I watched movie. it recently. Is it bad? It's awful. It is so bad. <laughs> my favorite thing to do lately is hang out with Jules, who's my girlfriend, and we will be going through all the free movies available through her Xfinity mm-hmm. on demand. And there's a lot of trash on there. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. also a lot of old school like kid movies. Sure. And I'll be like, dude, yeah, I want to watch Johnny Tsunami. And oh, she'll be like, gosh. what is this? Oh, it's about a kid who surfs in Hawaii, but then is forced to move to the East Coast and becomes a pro snowboarder instead. 
D- no, it doesn't he do the dirt, the dirt skating no. or whatever. Oh, that might. There's apparently two or three of them. Oh, okay. That so might be. Johnny Tsunami two. God. That kid is a beast. Or like Agent <sighs> Cody Banks. That one was that, bad too. That was terrible. But I think that's just the same big fat liar kid. Yeah, it's um. Whatever. Home Alone, I think, is better than all of them. Oh, Do you know why? Is an excellent movie. Because Macaulay Culkin is super cute as a kid. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even kidding you. He is a great kid actor. Yeah, but also Joe Pesci is is excellent too. Yeah, and like Chris Columbus actually did a really good job of directing the, the movie. Like, I think. It's interesting. So Chris Columbus, if you don't know, he directed the first two Harry Potter movies. Um, and those two movies have a really interesting um, feel to them. They yeah. have a very interesting, like, they they feel like kids' movies. And he really strikes that um, that great balance of being, like, fun and kind of silly and also being, like, whimsical and, and kid-like, you know? They, That's so interesting. I didn't know he did the first two Harry Potters, but that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So. And then the third one is... Do you know who the third one's directed by? No, nobody knows. Isn't that the one that's, like, more intense? I haven't seen them all. No, it's not intense. What's the Prisoner of Azkabar? That oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I thought you meant the third Home Alone. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm talking about Harry Potter. Uh, that one okay. was a dark turn, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it, but maybe it was because the child director left. I mean, yeah, that's 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 definitely one reason. What Anyways, are, what let's, it, let's get let's get to the Christmas movies. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Harry Potter. Well, hold no on. More. I I I got to say every time I see pizza, now I just quote Home Alone 2. Home Alone 1 as well <laughs> i don't know why i said that you know I, that was confusing but there's a scene where he's like a whole cheese pizza all to myself <laughs> and i say that every single week it feels like uh, uh number 45 right after home alone is national lampoon's christmas vacation mm. i have to say i have no idea what national lampoon is i don't understand it apparently there's other movies yeah. under national lampoon but christmas vacation is awesome mm. and the way i was pitching it to you earlier was if you've seen the episode of The Office where Michael has a dinner party at his house, it's like that for like two hours. So it does everything it can to relate to you in family stereotypes, which you could probably find unfunny to some degree. But it, then it throws like absurdity on top of it to the point where it can be a little cringy. Like there's a, yeah. like the cover is him getting electrocuted by Christmas lights. That happens and he falls in the street and it's very like... I mean, it's 1989, but it feels very, like, 90s-esque. Like, he hits the ground. He's like, oh, man. I don't know. Like, you can picture it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, it's like a slapstick movie, isn't it? Yeah. One of my favorite um, scenes is that is that the grandma shows up and starts handing out presents. But all the presents stink and are really weird. And, like, one of them has the jello she was supposed to bring in them. And then <laughs> another one, I think... I think one of them has a cat in it. I mean, I, I could totally be wrong, but something happens with the cat and the cat gets fried by the Christmas tree and is burnt alive. And then it starts a fire. Like, it's very absurd. And the movie's climax is also really ridiculous, too. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's worth a, a watch. It's pretty funny. There's yeah. also a scene where a car goes, at the very beginning, they get their tree, and their car goes underneath a massive semi-truck trailer. 
and I always think of that scene and the Matrix for some reason with semi trucks. <laughs> whenever I'm driving on the freeway, hmm. I see. Oh, you mean like Matrix Reloaded or whatever? Yeah. Where they're I started watching Matrix track. Reloaded the other night, and when, and when Jules fell asleep, she just falls asleep all the time. No. Yeah. When we That's watch too bad. Movie, just falls asleep. I'm like, I guess I'll watch Matrix Reloaded. You gotta pick. And then I fell more asleep. <laughs> you gotta pick more. No, she already movies. fell asleep. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh we were right, watching some MTV something. I don't know what was going Terrible on. Terrible TV shows. Yeah, I've also. This is a random side note, but like I said, this episode is for fun. Okay. <laughs> I started watching. What is that? As opposed to our more academic <laughs> episodes, are you saying? <laughs> I will. Okay, I have been talking to people, and I apologize if you are looking for more academic episodes. They're coming. People t- tell us they like our research episodes. Yeah. yeah. So we got to do it soon, Cameron. You're looking at me exhausted. But what research episode? What was the last one that we did? It's been a while. It's been it's a while. Been, it's been a long while. We were thinking about doing an episode on the Great Depression. No, we did the voter the voter one. That was kind of yeah, that educational. Was, that was educational. But um, what I was saying is I've been watching Hanson versus Predator. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. Dude, it is so awesome. And it's also kind of cringy at the same time okay but it's basically like this organization well it's shot like tv but uh this organization calls or well it's like they go on these websites and pretend to be children Mm -hmm. and get like sex predators to come after them oh okay and then essentially like they'll set up a meeting place and like these predators will come in and there'll be a child actor there so it's like that it's like that tv show in the 80s to catch a predator no it is the same guy Oh, it's the same guy. He restarted it recently. Oh, it a really? Okay, yeah. okay. It was kickstarted or crowdfunded or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, so they start doing that again, and he'll just come out, and it's really funny to watch him. So I've been watching that for no apparent reason. I just mm. wanted to tell everyone <laughs> that I have been entertained by watching predators get busted, and you should be entertained too. Um, number forty-three is Krampus. Now, Krampus, I'm just going to read the synopsis for you guys because I haven't actually seen it, but I've heard really good things, even though it's at a 66%. I think it's because it doesn't have a happy ending. You should be warned. Um, But it basically, the trailer is the most epic, funny, like old school Christmas movie trailer you've ever seen. The the synopsis is when when his dysfunctional family clashes over the holidays young max is disillusioned and turns his back on christmas <laughs> little does he know this lack of festive spirit has unleashed the wrath of krampus a demonic force of ancient evil intent on pursuing non-believers nice so it's basically evil santa shows up and there's a scene in the trailer where little max I love the fact that his name is Max. Little Max says, I hate all of you. I hate everything. I hate Christmas. And like then like this movie changes. They're like, oh my gosh, we're stuck in this blizzard in the house. And like, uh, it's <laughs> dude, it looks great. It looks all right. great. All right. uh, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Very Gremlins-esque. Okay. Um, what's our next movie? Um, I don't know. The, oh, The Muppet Christmas Carol. I love the Muppet Christmas Carol. It's oh yeah, good, I got to touch on something about Christmas Carol. Keep going. It's a it it's to my mind the best uh, movie version of the Christmas Carol. Did you see that Jim Carrey version of the, uh, the like the animated one in like twenty thirteen? Oh, or the 14? creepy CGI one yeah. that's like bad PS two graphics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that one's not, not like very that. good. I did not like that at all. Yeah, this is why the Muppets Christmas Carol is the best. I love the, the Muppets. Best version. What's not to love about the Muppets? 
Didn't they reboot the Muppets yes. as a TV show and it was like No, I don't know about TV show. They redid a movie and I remember it being pretty good. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking like they very recently did like a season or two on of, Netflix? No, it was on ABC or something. I I don't know. I have no idea. But it um oh, it it was apparently more geared towards adults. Huh. Um like uh Kermit and Miss Piggy were divorced. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I guess they're trying to find their target audience. Yeah, I know. The Muppets Christmas Carol, I think you love it so much because Michael Caine is in it. Oh, yeah. I, I, and he's he's a great Scrooge. I said, when you was a boy. <laughs> uh, on, the, on the subject of Christmas Carol, is there anything else you want to add to that? I think it's a good one. I think the Muppet for little... Timmy or little Jimmy yeah, or little Timmy. Little Timmy is hilarious, dude. Yeah, he's got he's got crutches. <laughs> I mean, so like it's, it plays dreadfully sad music every time oh, yeah. he's around. Oh, and, yeah. and then if you look at him really hard, you're like, this is hilarious. You mean you mean Tiny Tim? That's Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. Little Jim. Little, little Jimmy. Whatever. <laughs> uh, another great Christmas Carol wait, movie. Wait, hold on. It, just before we move on, it also has great songs, like. Muppets movies usually have fairly good music. Oh, yeah. I hate musicals, and that's coming from someone that hates musicals. So okay. take it with that grain of salt. All right. Scrooged is a Christmas carol with less singing, I think. Uh, and it's about uh, Bill Murray as a TV executive who hates all things Christmas, and then it's the Christmas story. But, you know, if you ever want to see Bill Murray as, Scro- as Scrooge, it's pretty good. I remember there's some funny scenes with an elevator. Um, but yeah, moving on. And number thirty-three, with a seventy-four percent, Cameron loves the Santa Claus. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, the Santa Claus is like a really funny movie on its own right. But one of the things that makes it just hilarious is uh, Tim Allen is very clearly uncomfortable being around children, <laughs> like the whole time. <laughs> And and he he like really kind of hates being there, and and he has this like sarcastic, terrible tone to him. And I think they kind of just let him, uh, they let him do his thing. And so he would just like he just has really funny quips the whole movie. Santa Claus two and three are terrible. They I, they do not have the same charm. I think it's just your cynical outtake looking at someone suffering and thinking it's funny, Cameron. Yeah, it's called Schadenfreude. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that he kills uh, Santa at the beginning and then like it's just a kids movie he just murders Santa well I mean it's an accident yeah but then he's like held in elf court and whatnot and is forced into the role of Santa Claus he's not held in elf court something about that right no 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 isn't he tried for it no 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 no. he's not tried no he he just puts on the pants he puts on the pants and then he goes he goes in the in, in the sleigh and then, and then Bernard, he's like, he's like, you put on the pants. Now you're Santa Claus. Did you read the card? <laughs> Gee, I do not remember any of this. Yeah, it's a good movie. Wow. Okay, number thirty-two is White Christmas. Um, this is a pretty good film. I know we didn't really talk about this one beforehand. Uh, I like Bill Cosby. Wait, that's not Bill Cosby, is it? It's Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a second, those are two different uh, names. Bing Crosby is actually really great. Uh, I think he's he's a funny looking guy and he's he's got a good style and whatnot. But um, it's pretty good. I, for some reason, I think it's during World War II, if I remember. 
I, I beats me. Okay, move on to the next one. I'm gonna check. What I... Let's see. Well, oh, uh, Elf. Elf is a classic. Elf was probably the last really good Christmas movie, like uh, actual Christmas movie. You know, yeah. it's a. I mean, Will Ferrell. He's a funny dude. He's not doing doing anything anymore, but he's a funny dude. So what are the what are the other Will Ferrell movies that you like? Um, I know a lot of people like Step Brothers. Yeah, I've never seen it. Me neither. I don't really know, but he's a funny dude. See, that's what everyone says. <laughs> now, I did like Anchorman. I will say that is pretty good, but I almost oh, pre- Talladega Nights is great. No, oh, I haven't seen that. Talladega Nights is really good. I almost think that whenever I see Anchorman, although it is really, really funny, I always think of Liar. Is it Liar Liar? Or uh, what's the one with... Jim Carrey? Bruce Almighty. That's oh, the one I Bruce think Almighty. Of. Okay. And I always thought Bruce Almighty was better, and I thought that movie would be better with Jim Carrey in it. Hmm. But that's, that, that's just me. Um, Elf is definitely, in my opinion, Will Ferrell's best movie. And every time I sit down and start watching it, I'm like, I hate this movie. I don't think it's that good. What? Really? I'm serious. And then by the end, I'm like... It's not that bad. I like it. So it convinces me every time. Why do you why do you start out hating a movie? I don't know. I love that uh, in the end, um, when they're singing to, to produce the Christmas cheer, um, there's that one cutaway of, uh, I, I forget her name, but it's the mom, and she's just like singing really terribly. <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, I do like Elf. I'm trying to think of scenes that I think are awesome. The snowball fight is pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. That's a good scene. And then the scene where he <laughs> decorates the toy store or whatever. The oh, yeah, of course. Where he goes like crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's. It is. it is really good. And all the scenes with Peter Dinklage are pretty funny as well. Yeah, oh, of course. And... Um, what is he he do, in the mail room that's funny that's really funny oh yeah yeah but he gets drunk in the mail room with all the dancing on the table <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah yeah that is a good scene good. as well um overall elf is pretty solid i'm surprised to see it's at 25 like i'm i'm shocked by some of these numbers because we got stupid movies what what you don't know earlier is that uh while you were sleeping was past it's at 30 it's past um the santa claus I don't even remember that being overly Christmas y. And then Batman Returns is at twenty eight. <laughs> yeah, I skipped So I'm that not one. quite sure about this list, Cameron. Oh no, it's it's not a good list, but you know, who cares? Hmm. Moving on. Gremlins is a Christmas is Gremlins a Christmas movie? I have no idea. Does he get the, the Gremlin the Mogwai for Christmas? Is that the whole thing? Maybe. I, I've actually never seen Gremlins. Oh, it's really good. You should. I want to see yeah, it. Yeah, you, you should Instead, see it. Instead, I watched Troll 2. Oh, gosh. Why? Nilbog. Nilbog. I've never seen that movie. Nilbog is just goblin smelled backwards. <sighs> so, basically, let me tell you the whole plot of Troll 2 because it's awesome. Okay. Okay? It's one of the worst movies ever made, and I just gave away the funniest part. Um... The movie is called Troll 2, not Trolls 2. Don't get it confused with that animated film. Yeah. It's a much different film. All right. Troll 2, I couldn't even tell. It's about a town of people. Um, Well, it's like a family goes on vacation to this town, and they switch houses with these farmers, right? 
Okay. But the farmers don't go away. They actually just wanted the family to come live in this house, and the house sucks, and there's no food except for this green food, right? And so basically the plot is everyone in the town is a goblin. Now, you might be confused (laughs) because the movie's called Troll 2. Yeah. They never say the word troll in the movie. Oh, so the movie's just a troll. Is that what the movie is? I have no idea, dude. And then there's a subplot with... Uh, the daughter of the family has these four guys that come after her too. I don't know if you've seen that meme where it's like the guy with the glasses and he's like, they're eating her and then they're going to eat me. Yeah. Oh my God. Like that is from that movie. Okay. So, uh, (laughs) it's really awesome. But one of my favorite scenes that nobody knows about in that movie is there's this scene where there's like this evil witch who's supposed to be like sexy, but. She's very disturbing. Like, she's just not sexy at all. And it's the way she's... It's like she's... She acts like she's a drama student in high school. Like, overacting. To the point where it's just awful. Okay? Okay. But the best scene is when she goes to seduce one of the guys inside of an RV. Yeah. And for some reason, like, he's watching TV in his RV and then the TV channel switches to her in the forest. And the whole time these like teenage guys are like, oh, we're just trying to get with this girl. So he sees this lady in the forest. He's like, wait, I know that forest. And he's like, oh, my gosh, she's beautiful. But for some reason, like the lady is holding a piece of corn. <laughs> now, I guess there's this process that the goblins feed the people first and then the people become trees. And then they eat them. What is this movie? I'm telling Isaac. you, dude, it's on another level. I'm dude. so lost. I'm so lost. Uh, yeah, if you know, you know. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna wrap it up. Let me just finish talking about my favorite scene, okay? Okay. This lady is dancing in the forest with corn, and this horny teenage guy is like, "Yes." And then she comes into his RV, and she's like, "Hey, baby, like, let's heat it up in here." And then she's like, "Are you hungry?" And it's like she puts the corn in his mouth and he's like, yes, this is great. And it's so awkward. And then she's like, let's heat it up. And then she like starts eating the corn with him. But then the the corn on the cob literally starts popping into popcorn. Okay. (laughs) And as they're like kissing the corn on the cob, the whole van overflows with popcorn. The entire RV. And the, the scene ends with the kid like fully like covered in popcorn and he can't move and he's like and that's it wow okay i'm on board i'm on board with that you should check it out it's i mean what you should do is tell your friends to all come over for a great film that blew your mind then sit down and watch that and they will be like what the heck and then you'll never have friends again yeah and then the kid says grandpa like seven billion times in the movie because his dead grandpa is like speaking to him in the spirit realm. Okay, wait, can we take a terrible Christmas movie break? Yeah, let's do it. We've been talking about terrible movies this whole time. You know, um, I didn't, I haven't seen it, but Kirk Cameron's, Kirk Cameron Saves Christmas. No it came out a couple is. years ago. No. It's like one of the lowest rated um movies on Rotten Tomatoes, I think. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I, I, I hear it's really terrible. Tell me about it. I mean, I can't. I, I haven't seen it. But but just look <laughs> at this. Oh, well, dude, this episode of the podcast is just us being like, yeah, I haven't seen it. Just look <laughs> at this terrible Photoshop. Everybody go look at it. Oh, that. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh. I think he like no. He like beats up people for for having the red Starbucks cups that are taking taking the Christmas. Ha war, ha. The war on Christmas or whatever. So funny. Number sixteen is Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer from nineteen sixty four. I the stop motion one really enjoy these stop motion films. There's another. Yeah, there's a couple other uh, stop motion films though. I think. Yeah. There's one like about uh, the Yeti. Or something? I think that's in this movie. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the Yeti. Uh, it's weird because this, like, they, it goes back to that mythos idea, right? I'm trying to think. It's not, it's, there's a word that I cannot come up with. But mythology is the best way I can describe it. Where these these movies have, like, I don't know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer kind of feels like the Odyssey. And oh, I, I know that's okay. a weird thing to say. Like this movie specifically, this, or the this song? stop motion one? Okay, yeah, specifically, yeah, 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 yeah. I because can see that. there's like he's stuck in a place of origin, and then he travels across a really strange land. Like there's the scene with the trolls and the mountain and things like that, and then there's the weird ice wizard, and then he goes to the town that bans toys, and there's the fat guy there <laughs> who looks really, really grumpy. And then he he gets a yo yo, you know what I mean? Like he's very excited about the yo yo. I, I really haven't seen this movie in forever. So <laughs> there's just a very strange journey that Rudolph goes on with his wannabe dentist elf, hmm. and it feels very obscure for a child's movie about Christmas. Hmm. And then yet, like you have this narrating voice from Frosty McFreeze or whatever the snowman's <laughs> name is. Uh, Gosh, I cannot remember his name. I'm close. No. Uh, you know, it's okay. Snippy. <laughs> snippy. Snippy Iceman with the nose or whatever. Snoopy. He's got a great voice in in uh, the movie. Mm. But, yeah, I don't know what it is about these Christmas movies having like a mythos kind of vibe. Well, I mean, there is a mythology behind Christmas. Yeah. Like, uh, like the whole Santa Claus thing and the reindeer and Rudolph and... And the Illuminati. And the Illuminati. I remember that. Who all stuff presents in your stockings? I almost okay. Wait, wait, wait. Who has like oversized stockings like that? Just normally. What? Like, isn't the idea that they put they put presents in your stockings? Yeah. Stockings are like socks, right? Yeah. Well, but why are they so big? Well, How I'm can ass- they fit presents? I'm in? assuming originally most of these wig-headed people. Uh, had you know, small socks? No, they they had those massive socks. That was the style. You know what, what I mean? That goes all the way up to their knees. No, no, no. What I'm thinking is they started off with small socks, and so the presents were small. And then because of, you know, they they wanted to inflate the size of their <laughs> of their presents. <laughs> and so in order to incentivize Santa Claus to bring bigger presents, they blew up the size of their socks. And then now in America, you got stockings that can fit PlayStation 4s and stuff. I know, and... right? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Did <laughs> you have stockings when you... Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we had stockings at my house, and what I loved about stockings, and it's still the same to this day, it's honestly something I'm looking forward to this Christmas, is my parents would put junk food in there. Hmm. And I don't know why. Like, it was, it's just always cool. And they would sometimes throw, like, a couple little things, like, oh, like, you know, hair gel. Or like, uh, yay, like a hard drive or something. That yeah, you need yeah. Like that'd be the small side. Right, right, right. And then also like tons of junk food. My favorite is we have like the dark chocolate covered pretzels, hot Cheetos, Sour Punch Kids. Like it was just like a weird mix of foods. Yeah. And that would be my breakfast on Christmas. <laughs> Ew. So 
I'm basically like vamped up on sugar and uh, carbs, and then I sit down with whatever new game I play, and I play the heck out of it till my eyes fall out. <laughs> when yeah, well, for my stockings, it was usually like, um, like little things that you kind of need, but you don't want to wrap. You know what I mean? So like yeah, yeah. So like now, you know, we'll get like, uh, like cords, like iPhone cords or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just little stuff that you, that you do need and aren't going to ask for for Christmas, but like is nice to have. Yeah. I mean, my family's fairly serious about Christmas. Um, how can we be serious on Christmas? No, like I think what it's just, it's such a fun tradition in my household that, you know, we still do Christmas lists to this day, mm. which is kind of weird, but like I had this strange epiphany this year with Christmas gifts. Do you still uh, title it Dear Santa? Uh, maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, so, uh, my strange epiphany with Christmas gifts is that, like, see, a couple years ago, I was like, I'm an adult. I'm going to ask for things that I need. I'm an adult. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to ask for things that I need. Sure. So my Christmas list was very boring and mm. very expensive. Like mm. everything on my list was like kind of stupidly like expensive. I was like new audio gear, new <laughs> like camera equipment stuff, like yeah. new things like this. Uh you know, advanced technology, things like that. <laughs> like very $300 up to $300. And my parents are not going to spend that much on me. Sure. And so I got like one thing for Christmas the other year. And I was like well, like, it's great I got this thing, but it kind of sucks because I didn't get anything else. Sure. So sure. this year I've, like, made it a personal challenge to try to put everything under $100, mm. which I know is very first world problem-ish. But I'm like, I'd rather get a pair of shorts, maybe some new shoes, and a game instead of, like, a really expensive hard drive for right, my computer. Right, right. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, I got to figure this out. But... I mean, talk about derailing an episode. <laughs> Whoops. This episode had rails? No. Yeah. This episode had carols. Oh, I see what you did there. That was good. We didn't even sing at the beginning. We, we spent like 20 minutes, Cameron and I, trying to decide if we wanted to sing at the beginning. <laughs> Last Christmas. Well, actually, 10 of those 20 minutes were trying to figure out how to put your MIDI keyboard into the sound. Yeah, because we were trying to get that... Yeah, and it didn't work, obviously. People are going to listen to this and be like, what were they on? Sipping too much eggnog, you know what I mean? Yeah, but we're not. We're just drinking LaCroix. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just tired, actually. Let's just destroy this list. Number 15, A Charlie Brown's Christmas. If you've never seen this movie, what the heck? Come on, what are you doing? Just go see it. Have you never seen the ABC channel? It's like 15 minutes. It's so short. Yeah. It's super short, and it's really heartfelt and warm. Not mythos feeling, I want to add. No. Not mythos feeling at all. As a matter of fact, it kind of just gives you that warm, fuzzy nostalgia. Man, I miss being a kid kind of vibe. Yep. Um, at 14 is Edward Scissorhands because I think there's... Um, See, I don't even think it takes... Yeah, I don't, I don't this think doesn't it, count. I don't, I don't I'm mixing to, this from the list. I know. I just wanted to read it because it's a good movie. Um, at number 13, A Christmas Story. Cameron, Ooh. how do you feel about A Christmas Story? I like A Christmas Story. It's good. It's funny. It, it, it very much reminds me of the 80s, though. Like, it's yeah. super, super 80s. I like which it, is fun. but I always thought it had pacing issues, which is kind of strange. Hmm. I remember the beginning being a very strong opening, 
Um, and then there's a couple good gags, and then it really slows down with like a bully subplot. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I to be honest, I couldn't really tell you the story. Yeah, like I, I, I remember that you remember the clips. leg lamp. Yeah, yeah, you remember leg lamp. You remember the, you'll shoot your eye out. Yeah, of the the scene with the tongue on the pole. Right, exactly. Um, for You're some hit. reason, I have an image of bullies beating them up in an alleyway. I remember when uh, he drops something outside the car, and he's like, "Oh, fudge!" <laughs> <laughs> Except this time, I didn't say fudge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good scene too. Um, that nails like classic American dynamics during the holiday. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, I know you're going to want to talk about this for 100 billion Oof. hours. Those are my hands rubbing together. That's Die also, hard. That's also Bruce Willis's naked feet rubbing together. Die hard. Can that's I just say the fact that he's not wearing shoes bothers me the entire what? film? What? Really? I just hate that. But that's one of the that's one of the great parts of that movie. It makes it stressful. Exactly. The glass. Exactly. I hate the glass scene. And it, it makes it so that he's not this, like... You know, in the later diehards, which don't exist, um, it, it, he he's like this invulnerable superhero. But in Die Hard 1, he's like really vulnerable, and he has to like really choose where he goes. I love the first Die Hard, though. It's really good. It's a really yeah. good movie. It, yippee-ki-yay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Mr. Falcon. Yeah. I also have always wanted to go to that holiday party before it gets attacked by terrorists. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's probably the wrong holiday party to go to. It's also super raunchy for an office party. If I remember correctly, well, it was it was it was the eighties. Oh, what, what are you gonna do? Yeah, no, there's when the people scene say where the eighties now. I think of the eighty-eight crash because I'm an economist. <laughs> oh my god! So the eighty-eight crash was because of Die Hard because it came out in nineteen eighty-eight. Boom. <laughs> um, yeah, there is that scene where uh, the they're hooking up in the office. Yeah, that's the scene I was. Saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like. Oh, sorry. But but Alan Rickman really is an excellent bad guy. He's an excellent bad guy. Yeah, a lot of people. As Hans Gerber. Yeah, a lot of people like Hans Gerber's character. I like him. I don't. I I think I gotta watch it again because I don't. That's not the parts I remember of the movie. Sure, sure. I think that's what that's what I'm thinking. I can't really criticize it because I, I mean, well, uh, Jules and I will have to watch it this holiday season. Yeah, you should. So. You should. It's a good movie. Anything else you want to add about Die Hard? Um. No. Yippee Kaye. The quintessential action movie of the eighties. The quintessential. Oof. That is a heavy claim. I'm gonna look up a list of eighties action movies now. I mean you can, but Die Hard is gonna be up on there. No, I, I don't doubt it. I just Although I do really like Escape from New York. Escape from New York's fun. I've never seen Escape from New York. I really want to see it. It's it's pretty it's it's slow. So you gotta be kinda in for it. Is that apocalyptic? Yeah, yeah, somewhere. I've never seen Gangs of New York either. Oh, I hear that's very hard to watch. But and I can't believe you just said quintessential action because I really like Predator. Yeah, Predator's good, but it's not a it's not as good of a movie as Die Hard. I don't know about that. No, it, I don't think it is. I don't know about that. What about Rambo? I've never seen Rambo, but uh, or did that come out in '92? Rambo is good i like rambo 2 better i think mm. yeah i've never seen any of the rambo Rambos. 1 is like he's like ptsd in america u.s marshals are after him he's just killing all of them mm. it's really weird okay. actually and then in the second one he goes back to killing foreigners because i guess that's more palatable for u.s <laughs> uh, viewers sure, sure so 
Uh, at number nine, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, nineteen sixty-seven the animated. animated yeah. Now, Santa I, Claus. The animated version is fine. Santa. It's it's good. It's a good recreation of the book. However, I really actually do kind of like the Jim Carrey version. I think it's pretty good. You're a disgrace. It's not actually good, but it's good in the way that um, bad movies that have a really good like performance are good, you know? And Cameron's like, stupidity grew three <laughs> sizes that day. No, like Jim Carrey like pulls in. He's an excellent Grinch. He's an excellent Grinch. I, uh, to be honest, I've only seen clips and weird things, and it's just Jim Carrey going crazy. Yeah. yeah and I was like, well, what's new with Jim? <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know it. Oh, you want to rant about number six, don't you? Here's the thing, you Hot Topic fans. <laughs> Nightmare, Before Christmas, Nightmare Before Christmas is at number six, and there's no way it's beating Home Alone. That's how I feel oh, about no, it. Oh, no, 100%. Okay? I mean, um, I've never seen it, but... It drives me crazy. Now, I will say that, again... A Christmas movie with a sort of mythos, right? And it's got good messages, and I think that it's an interesting style. I've never been crazy about Tim Burton, but I will say he has, like, an awesome, like, gothic, creepy, childlike approach to presenting his yeah, films, yeah, yeah. which is which is weird. Now, if you're an English scholar, you're going to say, that's not gothic, but whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. When I say gothic, I mean, like, goth, goth like, hot topic. I think what drives me crazy is that edgy people say Nightmare Before Christmas is my favorite Christmas movie. And then they're saying that during Halloween as well. They're like, Nightmare Before Christmas is my favorite Halloween movie. I'm like, dude, have you not seen Home Alone or anything else? Like, it's not, I don't know. Like, stylistically, it's not up my alley, but I can appreciate it. Sure. I'm more of a Frankenweenie guy. Um, Really? (laughs) Is that serious? Are you being serious? Not exactly, but I do love uh, suburbia praise. It's not that I like suburbia, but I think it's interesting how Tim Burton, you know, talking more about like Edward Scissorhands, he like utilizes suburbia for dystopia, even though it's supposed to be Mm. utopia. Yeah. And it's like an interesting style and that's in Frankenweenie as well. Well, I think, I think Edward Scissorhands is actually a pretty good movie. Like, no, I think it's really good. It's, I mean, it's not the best thing ever, but it's, it's, it's a pretty good movie. Um, but my favorite Tim Burton movie is not a Tim Burton movie. It's Coraline, uh, which is the best non, which is the best Tim Burton, but not directed by Tim Burton movie. Yeah. I was hanging out with, uh, my cousin Tim, shout out to you if you're listening to this show, but he's got a little son named Ian who is like hyper intelligent for his age. Wow. Little kid that like- How old? He's like three, I think. Ooh. And he talks like he's 14. Wow. But he's really well-spoken. Okay. So not like edgy 14. He'll be like, <laughs> hi, how are you doing today? And he's three. I'm like looking at this kid. He's got really cute chubby cheeks. And his favorite film is Caroline as a three or you four. Mean Coraline? Coraline. Yeah. Three. Okay. Maybe he's like four or five. Okay. But I don't like, That's I don't. pretty I, intense for a young kid. I know. I mean, it's a scary movie. I was talking to Tim. He's like, I have no idea why he thinks this movie is great. He's like. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but the kid. The I bet kid, that's going to be one where he looks back on and is like, wow, this was like a really good movie for my childhood. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's cool. I, li- I like that. Yeah. The kid is, he's really funny and well-spoken. And apparently there's a good story with him, like talking to himself 
to sleep, which is kind of weird. Like, there's this story where he, like, tucks himself to bed, and he's like, I want to hear, like, my 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 aunt and uh, my cousin's wife were there, and they were, like, tucking him to bed during when they went to Disneyland together. This is, like, a total side tangent. But this kid, Ian, he got to hear a bedtime story, right? And they're like, okay, good night, Ian. He's like, well, I want to hear another bedtime story. And they're like, well, too bad, time to sleep. He's like, it's okay, I'll just tell myself one. So they shut the door, and he, he's like, he go he gets into it he's like okay so once upon a time like he gets into this long intricate story my family nice. laughs about it every nice. time this kid's gonna do something great well right? that's actually yeah that's really neat so now i think whenever someone says what's the movie Coraline. Coraline. i always say caroline uh Coraline. whenever someone says Coraline, i think of that kid hmm. interesting and a stretch of course we're gonna skip all these other and we're going wait, wait, straight wait. No, no 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 miracle on 34th street is a very good movie uh the remake is good too but you know it's very sweet very uh very wholesome <sighs> anyways i don't know it but i'm sure my mom cries during it let's go to the best christmas movie of, we both agree this is the best christmas movie of all time i think it's amazing and it not only is it the best christmas movie it's 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 just an absolutely excellent movie yeah. all around it is it's a wonderful life 1946 frank capra amazing you know what though like this movie it it doesn't fulfill that mythos vibe that I was talking. Instead, it asks really like deep questions about yeah. life. Yeah, absolutely. And most Christmas movies don't do that. Most Christmas movies do like it's the spirit of family. It's the spirit right, right. of Christmas. Things that you've heard it's before. The all, giving all, cliches, and blah, all cliches. Blah blah blah. But like, it's a wonderful life. Does it in a way that kind of impacts you hard. It's also very dark. It's a very dark I, movie. I love that. And, and every time, like. I, I do get a little teary-eyed, especially in the end, like when he comes home and he's like, and he's like, everybody's here, you know, and it's, yeah. and it's like, ah, uh, ah, oh, it's so good. Yeah, man, it's a good movie. I really want to watch it again because every time I see it, I always forget how good it is. Right, right. Yeah, I watched it. Um, so my my little brother, um, he uh, he had never seen it, and so last Christmas we we watched it. Yeah. Um, cause I was like, oh man, like this is a, this is an excellent movie and everyone should see it. Everyone should see it. Definitely. So that's it. That's all. For well, the Christmas. Cameron, you're not going to believe it, but we made it to 55 minutes talking Dang. about Christmas movies. That's too bad. That is <laughs> wild. Ladies and gentlemen, forgive us for our maybe minor dipping quality. Cameron and I are still goofing, but we have a little bit of a busy year. I wanted to announce to you guys that everything comes from something will be continuing in the new year. We oh, have a course. couple more episodes coming up, but we will be taking two weeks off uh, the last week of December and the following week in January. We will not be recording episodes for that. Maybe we'll get some video content ready. We don't really know what's going on, but yeah, we just... We'll see. We're going to try to finish out the year strong and take a quick break from you guys, and then we'll be right back at it, hopefully with some new content at the end of the year. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was having like some phlegm coming up there. Um, of course, if you like the show, if you like what you heard today, it's not over yet. We're getting into our post show, but feel free to follow us on all the socials, support us on Patreon, support us however you want. Uh, we just wanted to let you guys know about that, and we are just two hungry college kids doing what a lot of other people are doing except ain't nobody isaac and cameron so yeah doing what everybody else is doing except better at least we tell you up front what the name of the podcast yeah most people are lying saying this is the best podcast i'm like bro I've no we're it. humble 
Yeah, we're so humble. Okay, <laughs> this is the t- a trait that we that we flow in is humility. We, we are, are so just, humble, dude. You're the best. Oh, thank you. I'm the best. Oh wait, I did actually want to say before <laughs> before we we get all goofy again. I do want to be a little serious. What's up? So tomorrow is Thanksgiving. We're recording it on uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Aww. And I just want to say that I'm super thankful for you, Isaac. First of all, um, I'm really thankful that we are able to put this on and able to to hang out weekly. Like that's that's a that's awesome. I, like like I don't do that with with anybody basically. So it's, except for your girlfriend, yeah, hardly. Dang. Oh. I mean, I mean she's she... busy. She's busy. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. But she gets to listen. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, well, this is like a date listening to Isaac and Cameron talk. Oh, basically. Yeah. How? It's basically like she is when, when she's hanging out with us because we're hanging out and she's just along for the ride. <laughs> That's the whole point of the show. <laughs> That's everyone listening. I'm yeah, so yeah, sorry. Absolutely. I'm so so sorry. No, and and then on a second side serious note, I want to thank all of our listeners because we honestly couldn't do it without you guys. Um, Seriously, like I know we don't we'll be I'll be honest with you guys, we don't have like huge numbers, right? But it's the it's the select few you guys like seriously drive us to keep doing it. Yeah. You know, every every week we look at the numbers because we are trying to be professional to some degree, right? And it's just, it's honestly such a cool thing to yeah. look at. Like, oh my gosh, people listen to this. And it's wild that some of our listeners text me and text you yeah, yeah, throughout yeah. the week, our friends. It's like, holy crap, like people listen to us chat for an hour. Right, yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, whether it's great quality or not, still, like that's a lot of time to give and we totally appreciate you guys yeah. on every level Cameron I'm super thankful you're doing this with me too oh thank you it's been fun it's been a creative energy and we got much more to come for you guys of course of course shout out to our executive producers Kiana Lay and Darren you guys are awesome we're gonna connect with you guys soon keep talking about what's going on yeah. with the show and do we have any questions for this week no we don't I see the question benefit thing is monthly oh, but we okay, could okay. try to reach out more often if you yeah, guys are supporting that. us at the $5 level or more, make sure to shoot us up on the Patreon DMs because we respond fairly quickly to that. Although this week I haven't checked. I'll be checking after the show. So this episode is going live Monday, which is, you know, after Thanksgiving, but we still wanted to let you guys know, of course. Yeah, we that, we, that we're thankful. We are very thankful. Totally. Which transitions us to our post show. Nothing to do with anything. And Cameron, you had things to talk about. Dude, you were I, like more excited for the for the post show than the actual show. You see, this week has been the finale of dun, dun, like dun, dun, dun. a small chapter of school. I mean, obviously, like my next section is final crunch, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But this is like the last crunch of midterms. See, I was supposed to have a midterm last Thursday, but class was canceled because of smoke. Right. right? Yeah. So instead, they had it the Tuesday. Before Thanksgiving break, which sucks for the people. The that class wasn't break. canceled again. No, my whole school was closed from Thursday till till Monday. Dang. Yeah, next that's, Monday. That's pretty intense. Yeah, it was. It was serious. I mean, we had really bad smoke. So yeah, it wasn't so bad on uh, Tuesday here in San Jose. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but at San Jose State, like it was sucked because everything got pushed back. My Tuesday or my Tuesday Thursday class basically pushed everything to the Tuesday right before Thanksgiving break, Oof. which blows for the people that had to travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the holidays, um, but I had a huge test and an essay due. Now I have to admit, I do not like my history of economic thought class 
just saying it out loud, should put you to sleep. <laughs> but I was praying that whatever I got for a topic, I would absolutely love. And by golly, it's holly jolly Christmas. <laughs> I, uh, so you, you like your topic? Yeah, I want to share what I learned with you guys. Okay. Because I know normally we do kind of a historical approach. And this is a historical figure. His name is Bernard de Mandeville. Okay. Now, he lived in 1700 Europe, and he is a thinker of economics. So, uh, if you guys are interested, I'm going to get into this for a little bit, probably about five or ten minutes if you're like, no, I'm not into it, but seriously, stick around for a second, okay? This guy is crazy. He's like straight up crazy. And the thing I loved about him when I started reading about him is that he wasn't an economist. That was the first thing that you read. It's like he's he's this Dutch guy who is in a family of doctors, and they're all doctors, and they're all successful, and he, and basically his family's like, go to school and be a physician. And he's like, I guess so. <laughs> and so like he learns to be a doctor, but on the side, he's like, I really like politics. So he starts yeah. reading about politics, right? And he gets really, really into it to the point where his like dissertation in graduation has nothing to do with like being a physician i mean i guess it kind of does but he basically argues that animals have no souls and that hey that's what i i know they have no souls and that they will not be going to heaven okay at all okay and i'm like (laughs) what does this have to do with being a physician sure so he's he starts off with like controversial topics right away and then he moves to england gets married does a family life and he's being a successful physician and on the side he's like you know what I'm really, really, like, I really just want to talk about politics. So he learns the English language through these strange satirical poems. So, like, that's what he knows. Hmm. And so what he decides to do is write these deep satires on the human condition. And he is best known for his work. You might have heard of it. You probably haven't. It's called Fable of the Bees. Mm -hmm. Now, Fable of the Bees is exactly what it sounds like. It's a story about a beehive. <laughs> and I couldn't believe it when I started. I was like, Fable of the Bees, this sounds horrible. I'm like, it's probably like Lord of the Flies, which has like nothing to do with flies, dude. Uh, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> wait, 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 sorry. Okay, no, keep going. Bring me back to Lord of the Flies at some point. Okay, 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 okay. So I'm, I'm reading about this Bernard Mandeville guy, and this is his story. Okay, this is, this is what he has given to the economic society or, or, or school of thought. Okay. He writes this paper about a beehive. Now, all these bees are little a-holes, okay? These bees, they only live for themselves. They are selfish. They take things from each other, and they are all pursuing self-interest. Now, in this situation, in the pursuit of self-interest and expansion, their beehive grows, and it's very prosperous. Sure. Even though they're all cutthroat bees <laughs> and they're horrible. <laughs> Essentially, what Mandeville is arguing for is he says in his book, private vices leads to public benefit, hmm. yeah, which is yeah, a very yeah. controversial idea in 1700 England, which is a Catholic state, right? Sure, sure. Essentially, people read this. Well, you know, popes, ministers, thinkers different people read this and they're like this guy is promoting the idea of being a a selfish crazy person that just pursues his own things and they just disregard him as some great like they're literally called him like a public disturbance 
because he's a physician, mm, yeah. not a thinker, right? Yeah. But then, you know, he kind of expands on his thoughts in his writing and whatnot. He's like, I'm actually just, you know, describing the human condition, right? Like people are inherently selfish and this is the driving force behind every transaction, right? Mm, yeah. He's like, people walk in to buy something. The person that's buying something is selfish. The person that's selling something is selfish. But because they're both selfish, both prosper. Right. You know, right, right. like that's his idea. Yeah. Now, here's where people got really mad at him. <laughs> the end of the story, the poem, it's a poem, which is even funnier. Sure. I barely understand it when I'm reading it. Okay. This is written in this old English style, right? So. The end of the poem is that these bees finally have a deep intellectual moment where they realize they're such jerks to each other. <laughs> so they decide that they do not want to live in a society that promotes vices, essentially, mm. right? And all the bees sell everything they own, and they decide to live in good, happy harmony. But do you know what happens? It collapses. <laughs> They all live in poverty and die. And that's the end of the, the poem. And people are infuriated this by sounds this. sounds like my kind of poem. I know. And it's it's hilarious, dude. Like, basically, society flips out. And Mandeville doesn't really get his credit till after his time. But he kind of breaks his work down later. He writes this paper about whorehouses and how he thinks they should be totally fine and and exist everywhere he's but like a, he's like the earliest libertarian yeah and then he writes about how he wants um the government to fully control all whorehouses and he was like well they're horrible but you know if we just give all the control to the government then they'll be regulated like crazy and we can tax them and people are like this disgusting pig we should get rid of him <laughs> um but then i like later on you know the school of economic thought is like wow like this guy hit the nail on the head before even the wealth of nations existed right, right? right. and he's describing the idea of the invisible hand which is like this is what drives markets right this yeah. this this idea of the human condition being this way and it's a simple concept when you put it the way i have but People didn't really like his satire and his no, poem. no. I I wouldn't imagine. But yeah, but I mean that is. Um, I mean that's that's what basically every economic thinker has said since, right? Is that people people pursuing their self interest will benefit everybody. Yeah, I mean to some extent, there's different schools of thought, and that changes. But Adam Smith punches into mercantilism i think is what it's called i i might be wrong he yeah. either supports it or is against no it. he do, he doesn't like yeah he, mercantilism he's against it and i don't really want to talk about it because i've been reading up on it all day but i just thought the fable of the bees was quite entertaining okay. so i i hope that you found that little side dissertation exciting i like that um but i wrote an eight-page paper on it so i had to tell someone so he's basically like like 18th century ayn rand you know what's weird, though, is I felt really connected to Mandeville when he was writing this. <laughs> and it was because he had a portrait. Of, he's a ginger, too. Okay. And he kind of has my nose in the right. image. So I'm like, he doesn't really like people that much. He's kind of a cynic. And I was like, I see a lot of myself in him, hmm. even though I tend to be more positive. But I love how he uses humor to get it across. Like, he's very, he's got a kind of funny way of describing things. I'm sure. Like, I like sure. that. I like that's my kind of speed, you know, mm-hmm. especially for someone who lives way in the past i didn't realize i would care so much so that concludes my economic debrief for the week i apologize debrief. if you hate economics is there anybody who said that they they really don't like it when we talk about economics i don't think I, you know i think most people find economics fascinating 
because do they? technically economics I mean, is this economics is the study of choice, not of money. Yeah. So sure. if you find any interest in drama or any sort of human interaction, which is all based on choice, in my opinion, then you would find economics exciting. Oh, this is perfect. This is a perfect segue back to the thing about Lord of the Flies. So I learned about a couple amazing TV shows. One Cameron, I haven't seen Cameron, yet. this is our most sophisticated post-show. Like, we were putting on our eye monocles and sipping tea. Mm. <laughs> Good golly. Uh, so, so the first. Oh my gosh, my golly! <laughs> now it's it's very not sophisticated. Um, no, my the first show, which kind of ties into this, um, the 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 idea of like finding human nature and human behavior really just fascinating at a distance. Oh. There was a show I watched like an episode. It's terrible. It's called love island i was telling you about this right oh my god it's called love island it's a british tv it's like the most popular british tv show um and it's a reality tv show right now it's the most popular yeah right now wow and it's terrible it's seriously terrible but but one of the one of the funniest things about it is um like they're pulling like really machiavellian political things on each other because they're trying to get with each other's guys like like they're I don't know. It's I don't understand. What's the premise of the show? You haven't described it. They're well trying enough. to get. They're trying to like, like hook up with different guys. It's like it's so like every reality show. So there's a bunch show. of women and a bunch of men on an island. It's like a villa. It's like a house. Why did they call it Love Island? Why did they call it Love House or Love well, Villa? Well, they're on an island, but they're in a in a house on an island. Whenever you say villa, I think of a black ops map. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like there's five guys and five girls, but. They, oh no, no, no. There's five guys and six girls. And Why are they doing that? One of the girls has to choose which guy she wants to steal. So they couple up at the beginning. Right. Then they throw a curveball where the girl, the sixth girl comes in and she chooses one of the, one of the girls as guys. Okay. That they coupled up with. And so <laughs> in this episode, she chooses the guy um, that, uh, they had a, they had kind of a good coupling. They like kind of liked each other. Like all the rest, they they didn't care about each other. Yeah, the yeah. couples. But this, this couple like kind of kind of liked each other. That good energy. Yeah. And so she chose that guy, and and so the other girl was <laughs> was really pissed off, and so uh, they, they were like pulling schemes and 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 being Machiavellian to each other. And there's there's points where they they're like talking to each other and doing the thing that girls do where they like they're like oh you know there's oh but you're so great anyways you know because they're British and it's, it's terrible. Cameron, for someone that hates this show, you sound very passionate. Oh, I well, I was really interested in it because um, it's like it's like watching a whole bunch of terrible people do terrible things, but being like, wow, this is fascinating how other people live. This, this really little just bit that you've just went on has the same conclusion as your conversation about Vine and TikTok what? of last week. No. No, very different. <laughs> very, very different. You talk about things in such energy, Cameron. And then... I'm uh, so proud to call you my dad. Then I found out about this other, this other TV show. And it sounds amazing. I haven't watched it yet, but apparently the whole thing's on YouTube. It's called Kid Nation, and it's basically just Lord of the Flies. They let a bunch of kids into the city. What? They let it's like twenty five or thirty kids into the uh, city. Into like a there's nobody in there. There's just one adult, and he's the he's the host. Yeah. And they just let him <laughs> roam around. 
It sounds amazing. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna binge watch it. That does sound kind of strangely interesting and similar to the Stanford experiment or experiments. I mean, yeah, but with kids. And a show host. And a show host. <laughs> the kids are like pushing each other and beating each other up. And folks, we'll be right back. <laughs> well, apparently there was like one episode where they're trying to make mac and cheese and they're like, <laughs> nobody knows how to make mac and cheese. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to... Well, Cameron doesn't like children, so no wonder this entertains him so Oh, yeah, much. I'm sure. Ugh. That's why. My sister sent me a video of Darth Vader, but instead of Darth Vader's voice, it was the little kid Anakin's voice. <laughs> <laughs> now this is pod racing. <laughs> yeah, good. it was good. It was a good video. It was solid. Are you an angel? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid, dude. Have, you, have I ever told you about... Um, uh, Alex Jones explaining the the prequels. Yeah, you have. I watched. You know, I I don't really know much about Alex Jones. Yeah. Um, but I made the mistake of watching his reactions to people who said he's a nut job. Um, <laughs> and, and boy, does he really help prove their case? Because sure. he just goes wild. Oh dude. yeah. No, I mean he's 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 a crazy dude, but. Uh, now he's gonna make a video about everything comes from something. <laughs> I hope so. We'll get more viewers. I hope. So. Does anyone actually watch Alex Jones religiously? Well, not anymore. They used to. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah. Dang. He had a big following. Like Infowars was was a really popular website, but it got taken down. That's so crazy. Yeah. He is. He is crazy. But did you see him on Joe Rogan? It was like a while back. It was a long time back. Yeah, when he like smokes weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's <laughs> talking, talking about, about the moon landing, interdimensional thing. Yeah, he goes, yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. It's funny. That is funny. I do. Uh, yeah, he is at least entertaining. Oh, I'll yeah. give him that. Oh, I yeah. I hope he gets some sort of strength. Like I know no one would work with him, but he would be a great like voice uh the voice judge oh wow that's a gr- that's a brilliant idea or put him on like american idol put him on master chef because the truth is no one is very entertaining to watch on screen on those shows anymore yeah yeah you need somebody kind of crazy like remember when paula abdul was like i mean she's kind of crazy Do you remember but... when simon was like really fun and then he kind of mellowed out uh yeah yeah he, he used to out. he's he's much more like he's like maybe I shouldn't ruin people's lives oh, now man it's like he kind of had a, a reawakening he used to be way better wow I mean I think he's fine now I wish he was just ruthless like it was like that's what made <laughs> the first the first couple of American Idol seasons so good like I watched it when I was a when I was a kid um yeah me too like my mom really was into it so we we watched it and and like the first. The first, like, four seasons, it was like Paula Abdul would say something totally unrelated to what they were talking about. They, <laughs> she'd be like, I, it's, it's stars. It's, it's, and then, <laughs> and then, and then uh, Randy would just, would just be like, yo, man, it's, uh, it's just, for me, for you, it's not for me. <laughs> Dude, you know what? Like, the thing about those singing shows is, is, you know, I've sort of seen the back end of those audition experiences. Mm. They have a thousands of contenders come oh yeah yeah and what breaks my heart for these wannabe musicians right is that you know they they show all the great people who make it through but they don't show all the auditions and then they show auditions that people don't get through yeah what is the point of that like how does someone choose 
this person sucks enough to be a failure What's on, on our show. Well, yeah, it's just entertainment value. Right, but then like you here's the thing I hate about the voice, particularly the voice. The judges never give any real criticism mm. on the show. That is a well, common yeah. occurrence. They are constantly positively reaffirming people. Yeah, did which, you ever watch Which is fine, right? But then for the people who are rejected, it is so awkward. Right. They're like, "Hey, we love you. You did great. You're just not good enough, you know?" And it's like they I don't know, like they don't show anyone awful on, on that voice. show. They yeah. only show the people who are just not quite good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's almost worse than watching those crappy people like audition. Yeah, cuz you you're like I mean? you're like, "Oh, man, he was kind of good." Oh, like, man, well, they like he's probably going to go, you know, mess himself up tonight like yeah. he's giving him i don't know like that seems even worse to me yeah i mean it would be nice if they if they gave people like that was another thing that i kind of liked about american idol is like the ones that weren't like that were subpar but weren't awful they would actually try to help they'd be like yeah you know like like work on your range and work on a couple things and like uh, sometimes they'd be like you know you're young now come back in like two years when you've really like when you've really sharpened up and and you're going to blow us away, you know? Right. So, I don't know. Yeah, those singing shows, though, I the honestly, my biggest problem with them is the contracts that go into auditioning. Oh, Have yeah. you heard about these? No. It's, I mean, because Jules, she was the special guest on episode 10. She's an artist now, independent, signed to a label called AWOL, which is supposed to amplify independent artists. Um, but she had a couple auditions on The Voice, mm-hmm. and she hates The Voice now. Uh, she, I mean, obviously she didn't make it. So you could just say, well, she didn't make it. That's why she hates it. But her experience has been not good. And it's mostly due with the contracts. Essentially, they claim everything that you ever make ever. Hmm. So it's like, if you make it on the show, anything you write during the time of the show is owned by the voice. Anything you make two years prior to winning is owned by the voice. Wow. You don't get hardly any royalties for anything you create, and we boost you up in order for us to get rich. Dang. So it's a very strange contract process, which doesn't really exalt or, you know, help an artist get out there unless you want to just get the get rich quick scheme. And, and, and those schemes don't even work for those singing shows anymore, right? Like, uh, who's the first person that won American Idol? Was it? I don't know. I don't. Hold on. I'll look it up. Keep talking. It's not Mariah Carey, is it? No, I don't think so. It's, was it Kelly Clarkson? Yeah, that's who it is. Kelly Clarkson won, and I can only remember Chris Daughtry for some reason as like a season three winner. Did he actually win? No, he didn't win, season but somehow three? he made a career out of it. Yeah, Daughtry. Uh, yeah, that's weird. There's only a few people that survive and make a career out of themselves afterwards. Because it's not big news anymore. So why would you give away two years of royalties and go on that stupid show? That's the way I see it. You're better off trying to, you know, spin Russian roulette on YouTube and trying to get a million views on one stupid cover and then try to build a band off that, you know? Yeah. But Yeah, I mean, I, I guess one of, the, uh, one of the things that I enjoy about those kinds of shows is there is sort of like an inherent drama to a lot of that. Yeah, oh, the contest. They're very it. Like, entertaining. Yeah, it's. It, it, uh, did you ever watch? Um, so you think you could dance? Yes, and I never knew how to dance, so I just look at it. I'm like, wow. Yeah, the problem. The problem for me with with that show is they would get 
so many terrible judges. They would, they would like switch up judges. So it'd be like yeah. five per episode usually. Uh-huh. Um, and two of them would switch out usually. And so they would get two random people who were like, who knew nothing about dance and were like, yeah, man, you guys looked so good. And you're like, you are the least helpful person right now. Like, like yeah. the other judges would be like, yeah, you know, you're good, but you know, you got to do this and this and this. And, and it would be, you would take it to the, to the next level. And then this one, you know, this one judge would be like, right on, man. You know, <laughs> my terrible. favorite, uh, sort of show in this style is America's got talent because you get to see acts and shows that, no one wants to watch yeah and it's great like one of my favorites is this one comedian that showed up and his first audition is just amazing his name is puff the magic dragon oh i've seen this guy i think i've yeah, showed yeah, i showed yeah. him to he you when it, when he came out but he's just <laughs> so dry and he walks out in this dinosaur outfit he's a super great like grumpy british person wearing a dinosaur outfit with a massive frown his whole time basically throwing away these jokes that don't like they're not funny, but his delivery is amazing. Mm, yeah. Like he's basically like, Hey, look, I'm going to breathe fire. And then like fire comes out of his hand, out of his hand or something. And he's like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so funny. And like people are dying yeah. dude, cause he's like super dry. And then he has some dog, like a pet dog that is also wearing a dragon <laughs> costume named like Pip Pip or something like that. And he's like, come on, Pip Pip. Let's go. This is great. That like, and then you get to see all the weird, like circus people, lights, funny comedians, yeah. comedians that fail. And I like the judges on that show too. Howie Mandel and, um, or it's Howie and, uh, the guy with the curly hair. What's his name? Dang. I do not remember his name. I can't believe I can't remember his name. I don't know. I I never really watched it, so it's a good show. It's actually really good. Hmm. Anyways, that was a fun tangent. Yeah, that's what I the post did, shows did all not about. expect that, dude. It's almost ten o'clock. Cameron, tell us why you're tired. Whew. Well, um, happy holidays. I I went to work this morning, which I guess isn't that like weird, but how long was that? It was only five hours. I got off early. Uh-huh. Um, I I usually work eight plus an hour lunch. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not like that tired. I just had a long drive. The drive down, because, okay, so I have I have a couple interesting stories about the yeah, drive down. Yeah. So uh, it took two hours, which is twice the time that it, it normally takes. And From, one of the reasons yeah. was it's like the first rain in a very long time. Oh, uh, people drive weird in the rain. In yeah. California, they're like, oh, something is coming out of the sky. Right, and and the second reason is because it's the day before Thanksgiving, and so all already, it's you know, it's just gonna be terrible. But the the when I was leaving San Francisco, um, like you go down uh, 280, and right there, right out of the city, there's a crashed um, uh, 18 wheeler. Oh gosh, <laughs> on the left hand side, and it's. It looks so weird because it's just the box of the trailer, uh-huh. um, like up against the side wall, mm-hmm. um, like the concrete wall, and you go past a little bit, and you're like, "Wow, that's so weird. Why? Like, did the trailer get unhooked or something? Like, what? What happened?" Yeah. And you go past, and the and the front of Optimus Prime piece of the cab, yeah, yeah, the Optimus Prime piece is like is also up against the wall, but it was like being blocked yeah. by the trailer, so you couldn't see it. I was like, "Oh wow, that's that's intense." Terrifying. That's some... Those eighteen wheels go f- fast. Yeah, they do. 
I'm terrified. Have you like, ever been on the on the I five? I'm a small car. Yes, I've been on the I five. Yeah, and I just avoid those trucks at all costs. Yeah, they terrify me. The five is weird because you. It's like, it's like truck, 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 truck. Like every opposite lane is the truck. So it's a two lane highway. Yeah. Um. Or I guess it's four lane highway it's two lane highway mm-hmm. um and and so when you when you drive it you basically just have to bob and weave in between all the trucks and it's yeah it's pretty scary yeah pretty scary stuff it's also just the most boring drive 280 no i5 oh yeah i5 is pretty boring uh jules and i did a trip from la the other day and we took the fun way and it was way fun yeah did you stop in slow Get lunch. Yep. Yeah. We stopped in Slow. We stopped in Santa Barbara. We stopped in all these different places. That's nice. All around. And it felt just as long as the I-5, even though it took (laughs) way longer. Yeah. It takes like an extra... How many hours does... It takes like an extra two hours, doesn't it? Yeah, but we stopped a lot. Oh. Okay. So, I mean, we... It was weird, though, because we left at like... Huh. We left around 10? 10 o'clock... And we got home at like seven. Really? That's not that bad. And we stopped a lot. So I was like, something happened. Did we take a shortcut? Like I was really confused on how we got home so quickly. That's actually, um, I feel like that'd be a pretty good, if you've got like an extra day to spend. Yeah, that's what we did. That's what we did. We spent the day kind of meandering. Meandering. Thanks for that. You mean, so yeah so that's like an extra three hours because you can get if you're if you're going kind of fast you can get back up to san jose in like six and a half hours usually yeah i don't i don't know i don't drive there and back yeah quite often i have a question for you yeah okay Shoot. so huge shout out to my my lady jules okay she is an artist it's not she, a question i know i'm getting to the question <laughs> okay she is playing a show at Christmas in the Park in San Jose mm. on Friday, November 23rd. That's Black Friday. She is the opening act. I'm nice. very proud of her. And she has a band. So this is where the question comes in. I met her band today, and one of the guys in the band's like, oh, yeah, Wednesday night, dude. Wednesday night's lit before Thanksgiving. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, dude, it's the number one night for bars every year. Really? And I was like... What are you talking about? He's like, even New Year's, it beats New Year's. Wow, really? And I was like, I don't know where he's getting his information. I don't know if I buy it, but he's like, dude, the bars are bumping on Wednesday. Because what else are you gonna do the night before Thanksgiving? He's like, get yeah, you go out toasted, and toast your family, dude. yeah, you know. And I was just sitting there, and I was like, I have no idea about that. And I was gonna ask you, is that something that's real? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I don't. I've never. I, I mean, I don't drink that often. And I was like. I never heard of this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've never heard of that either. I was like, but because I, I, I'm usually just home for the week. But here's the thing, though. I, I might, I might understand why it might be greater than New Year's because people go to people's houses. On yeah, New no, that's true. That's Not true. bars. Yeah, New Year's parties are great. They're New fun. Year's parties are are. You're good a time. huge New Year's party guy. I like it. Yeah, New Year's is my board game party. I get all dressed up. To go I to do New board Year's games parties. on New Year's. You've never invited me to any of your New Year's parties, Cameron. Sorry. It's invite only. I hate you. It's not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Kiana's? No. It's Alex. Yep. Freaking Alex. I watched your house one time. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. So make me come over for... (laughs) 
That was fun. We actually recorded an episode of Everything Comes From Something at Alex's house. Yeah. And he didn't know. That's true. Yeah. Good for him. It's because I was watching his dogs. We also recorded a gameplay video there, and we yeah, never posted it, and I deleted all the footage because it wasn't funny. Out. Yeah, that's terrible. We experienced probably one of the worst technical difficulties where we didn't record. Is that a technical difficulty, or is that just incompetence? Well, it's weird because when you're recording on PlayStation, you can't afford an Elgato capture card. You have to double-click the share button to enable recording, and when you're double-clicking and double-clicking and double-clicking, eventually you might click once. Mm-hmm. And then you're totally you off. Record. You don't know because the PlayStation 4 is a tiny slug that cannot understand <laughs> when you input commands into the UI because it has like an i2 processor. <laughs> it's like got no processing power and all of it's been put into GPU in order to be Xbox One. Sure. So the UI is sluggish. To be honest, I can't for the life of me figure out how they would be able to get such good results for such a cheap price. What? In, in terms of like like the like video like actual uh, how it looks like uh, actual graphics they I, put it I, behind I, the graphics and not the not the uh, memory or the ram yeah yeah i guess so i don't even know how much ram the playstation 4 has because the vram might be buffing cuz it's meant to play games it's not probably, meant to be a computer yeah it's probably like i don't need, would it be more than 4 gigabytes people have comparisons if you look at digital foundry on youtube they always have these crazy breakdowns yeah, and yeah, they yeah. build like people build similar pc builds to what a playstation 4 is could you do it for cheaper? Well, I'm probably not now because it's like two hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, probably not now. I mean, that's intense. Like, you can't get a motherboard, a processor, or and a GPU for under two hundred bucks. When right it now. launched for four hundred, though, you could you do probably it. could. You could yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, what about the PS4 Pro? Because it does. I mean, it, it upscales to four K, and well, there aren't very many. There aren't very very many. Um, GPUs that can actually do that. Right well, the now. the upscaling thing is actually on a software side, I think. Yeah. Because my dad recently built a gaming PC, and his PC, he's playing Far Cry Five on, and Far Cry Five has a dynamic resolution setting, mm. which basically changes the resolution of the game in order to amplify performance yeah. of the title. Yeah. This is getting into some deep tech it's stuff. Real, it's real nerdy. I want to say, I've been watching a lot of these tech channels. Me too. I really like Linus Tech Tips. Yeah, he's good. And uh, Austin Evans, I watch sometimes. I love Scrapyard Wars. I love Scrapyard Wars. I don't know that one, but my favorite it, YouTube channel guy. He is so smart. And I mean, I guess he's not underrated because he has over a million subscribers, but nobody talks about him. It's this guy named Dave 2D. Have you heard of him? I think so, yeah. Really clean editing and super informative. <laughs> and his videos are like four minutes and he always reviews stuff excellently. If you're looking for a tech review or even like just tech information, he covers Apple and when, and uh, PC really well. That's cool. And he goes over phones as also. So it's yeah. like phones and laptops mainly. See, I, I never really watch the... Um, they're like the mainstream videos where they review like normal tech. You know, they're, they're like, oh, the... This new Samsung Galaxy Note, oh, I love you that, know, dude. I love and, and I always thought that was so boring. But I love the like really obscure ones where they're like, "We're gonna take apart this uh, this hard drive and see why it spins so fast." Yeah, <laughs> you know? stuff like that. Or they're like, "How cheap can we build a computer?" Yeah, for? so that that's what Scrapyard Wars is. It's a, it's a it's a series that Linus Tech Tips does. And so they they'll go on Craigslist in like Toronto, yeah, and yeah, they'll yeah. buy. They'll they'll try to. They have like a, a rules, so they'll you know this last one I think. Um, uh, they couldn't use the internet actually, 
What which, which is really funny. Yeah, but they, they had I, to do like personal person to person transaction on Craigslist. No, 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 no. They they couldn't use Craigslist. They so couldn't they're just use calling email. people. Yes, or going they, to stores. They literally like had to borrow a phone book, <laughs> and they and they had to use uh, like used gear, mostly used gear. That's cool. So yeah, I wonder it's, how it's really how successful are they with used GPUs? Because I'm kind of looking. I'm still looking into getting a... So the card I'm set on right now is an NVIDIA 1066 gig. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of expensive unless you get it used. You can I get saw it one on Craigslist for 180 Yeah, that's like the normal price. It kind of sits around. Yeah. I'm looking on eBay. Do they have bad experiences with used GPUs or... No. No. Yeah, it doesn't seem like... Unless you're buying those high-end Titan X cards that are... No, like, it's actually... It actually is the mid-range GPUs that... that suffer from um from crypto mining oh so um, like 1080 yeah no it's like 1070 1060 series like that you or oh. uh, but especially the um uh the rx cards mm. um so yeah th- those ones um uh, like the 580 that one's really popular for yeah. crypto well it's it's dying down now ram is expensive right now <laughs> yeah well ram has been expensive since they got rid of DDR3. I don't know. I'm trying to get this trash can build up and running. So and it, and it's kind of frustrating because I just don't have any money and I'm trying sure. to spend money on it. Um, but, and then sometimes I'll like look at, I'll look at stuff like, dude, those, oh my gosh, like I'm totally salivating over those new <laughs> Razer books. Have you seen those Razer? No. Dude, the Razer Blade line is freaking intense. Yeah. They're like super clean lap, laptops with awesome cooling and things like that. And then they have like, like crazy specs and they're built like a macbook chassis hmm. and they're just really premium and nice. they do cost premium oh which yeah sucks. Sure. Like, like two grand probably yeah around there yeah uh, like one uh, some you can get some for 1500 but the 15 inch one is like fully decked out and it's got because it, i don't know if you've used razor products before but Not they're really. heavenly like if I could get a razor sponsorship i would do it in a heartbeat i have <laughs> nothing but good things to say about razor all right okay let's get razor on the show Dude, yo, hit me up with one of those razor blades. Yeah. All right, man. Those things are crazy, dude. The thing that sucks is that their 13-inch one, like, doesn't have a GPU in it. I'm like, come on, Razer. Why don't you have a G- I mean, at least, like, an MX something, like an MX80 something. They have, like, these weird... So do you want... Okay, do you want to hear the nerdy thing that I was trying to do? Yeah. Um. So I was... Thread ripping. No, 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 gosh. So I was... um. I was looking at old Xeon server processors. Do you know about this? No. So the Xeon, the Intel Xeon lineup was. Um, oh, I do know about this. Yeah. So they're it, not the i series. They're not like the the core i. No, 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 no. They're, they're they're the they're the premium, uh, like they're premium processors, but they they cost way less in the used market because they were for servers so nobody really knows about them yeah. so there's a there's a processor that's uh, it's called like the x uh uh x5690 i think um uh-huh. and it's similar to like a core i7 uh 8700k yeah um and it cost 70 dollars <laughs> what the frick yeah it costs seventy dollars. You're gonna just cause demand to skyrocket, Cameron, because the whole world. Yeah, listens everybody to this listens podcast. to this podcast. Yeah, and, and but the problem is you have to buy. We're L, humble. You have to, <laughs> you have to buy L1136 motherboards, which are pretty expensive. Uh, you have to kind of have, buy a good one. Sounds the, like a headache. I, so so here's the thing: if I'm building a PC, it's all about compatibility, right? Yeah. I want to make it sure it's good for the long haul. Yeah. 
and that it can be upgradable. And it really starts with the motherboard. Like the motherboard's the one thing you can't skip out on. No, exactly. Um, and that sucks because I have no money. <laughs> but <laughs> especially if you want to overclock, and it's like, almost do more fun to things. like imagine what it would be like. Totally. Like you'd be like, oh, like I just can't wait to build this. And totally. I in your totally head. agree. But I will say it's so addicting when you do have a rig, like uh, this junk rig that my friend Jonathan hooked me up with so much fun just to like build and put together like yeah. i was surprised i'm like this like is like legos the adult lego <laughs> you know like i just but with way more expensive parts <laughs> yeah it's like oops i accidentally slipped my finger touched the board now the whole thing's fried <laughs> yeah so there's that aspect but i ended up being kind of rough on my board like i was because it's I mean, you don't have to be super gentle you just have to take yeah. certain precautions i was like get the standoff in the thing push the thing yeah, i don't know like it's just frustrating but yeah well cameron that was a long episode. show. That was a long show. Dude, our post show is like the wild thoughts of Isaac. There's a wild west. <laughs> wild thoughts of Isaac. <laughs> no, and it's just like a normal conversation between us. Welcome, welcome to our world. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why that sounded like a punk song. Welcome to our world. This is this is the, that right now. The unstructured waves of our conversation. What did we talk about? We cut ca- we talked about economics. Um <laughs> we talked about economics. We talked about uh, American Idol. We talked about old server mother, old server processors and motherboards. And now Isaac's playing the guitar. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs>